Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hello, Falava. Welcome to the World in Sport from RNZ Pacific. I'm Ben Robinson-Drawbridge. This week, Hong Kong head to the Cook Islands for Rugby World Cup qualification, and Fiji miss out on the Oceania Weightlifting Championships. But first, the Manu Samoa rugby team played Germany in Apia on June the 30th in the first leg of a World Cup qualification playoff. They prepared for the match by losing to Fiji and Tonga in the Pacific Nations Cup, earning a rebuke from the Prime Minister, who called them gutless. The Manu have lost nine test matches in a row, prompting rugby great Sir Michael Jones to stop by to offer some words of encouragement. Sir Michael said the Manu's light could only burn brighter, a sentiment shared by coach Fuimo'ono Titimai Tafua. Fuimo'ono told Vinnie Wiley he's confident of victory over Germany and that results in the Pacific Nations Cup were not important. Well, the only good thing for us is the uh, opportunity to play, to have a game before this uh, most important game. We give uh, each player a chance to play in uh, both games. Yeah, because obviously you had a very short preparation time ahead of those two matches, Fiji and Tonga. So from your point of view, obviously you want to win test matches, but have you always been looking at these World Cup qualifiers? That's always been the focus? Yes, that's that's the most important thing to us. It's very good uh, for us, for our preparations, to have those two games before we had this uh, game uh, with uh, Jim. You know, as I said, that uh, the, the result is not uh, very important to us. The only good thing to us is that uh, we have games. And uh, yes, our boys played well in the first game, and uh, when it comes to the second game against Tonga, they are not, uh, you know, committed. And so now, obviously, you've got these matches against Germany. Um... What, what do you know about Germany? Obviously, there'll be some footage of their matches in Europe. Yes, yes, we have uh, we have some footage of their last game. They, they are very good side. We are prepared for uh, for that game. We want uh, a very good win on uh, on Saturday, so that our supporters will turn around. Because uh, at the moment, this time, our country wants to win. That's what uh, we. We want to uh, give it to uh, to our people. We want to win. Because I think it's uh, I think it's nine tests in a row now that Manu Samoa have lost. So it's it's a bit of a streak, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. You're right. That's uh, that is a very uh, that is not a very good result for us. But I know for sure when it will turn around uh, after this game on Saturday. That's the only advantage to us is uh, that we have. Uh, our first game in here, so we need to to play well. It will be a very good game for us, not only for for our country, and also our rugby fans all over the world. And uh, Fuimo Ono, you mentioned that obviously you changed your lineup. I think it was nine changes for the game against Tonga, as you gave everyone a chance and rested some people ahead of these German games. Uh, are there going to be any changes of note or anyone coming in for this German series? Are there any other players that are available or do you stick yes. with the same squad? Yes. We have some players that have been uh, out uh, from that uh, tournament, from the PNC tournament. No, Reynold Lee Lowe has been uh, late tackle, not only the late tackle and uh, 
been high and late uh, during our game against uh, Fijians. So he's out for six weeks. The other players is due to his uh, family commitments. That would be Alapati Leua. And they're obviously both in your midfield. And have you have you named replacements for those two, for Reynold and for Alapati? Yes, we have two local players. Uh, it's uh, Patrick uh, Fapale and uh, Jonathan Tino. Manu Samoa coach Fuimo Ono Titima Yatafua. The Cook Islands are also trying to reach the Rugby World Cup and host Hong Kong in the first leg of a playoff on June the 30th. The winner goes through to a ripper-charge tournament. Hong Kong were recently crowned Asian rugby champions, but coach Lee Jones told Jamie Tahana that with Japan missing from the championship this year, Hong Kong are really only the second best team in Asia. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice accolade, but, but the reality is that there was no Japan, you know. Um, I think if we can win the ARC uh, with Japan involved, that, that would be a real uh, notch in our belt, as it were. But uh, yeah, we're just pleased to win it and, and show we are certainly the second strongest team in Asia. Do you reckon you could have taken it to Japan? Uh, we've been closing the gap. Whether we are quite there yet, I, I, I'm not 100% sure. But recent results would suggest we are, we, are, we are going in the right direction. Recent results would also suggest you're pretty well matched for the upcoming game against the Cook Islands too. Kind of, How confident are you going into this? You must have some momentum behind you. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, we know we're going into a different type of game. I, I've been looking at your squad. You know, you've got some real quality players there. Sam Anderson had a... Excuse my pronunciation if I, if I get it wrong. Sean Iru, Tyrone Vega, you know, these, these are all quality guys. So if we can get a result home or away and progress, it'll be the furthest Hong Kong have ever gone towards the World Cup. So we're kind of making history if we, if we can get the results. Of course, you're in exactly the same place and, and your coaches are probably saying the same types of things, you know, that you can create history as well. As you say, a different type of rugby in the Cook Islands. How are you preparing for this? We've been doing our homework. We've watched a fair bit of video on some of your big guys, you know, big ball carriers, offloaders. So it's going to be very super rugby type game. So we're very mindful of that kind of offload type game. So, you know, we're trying to prepare as well as we can to, to, to stifle you, as it were. Your guys are going to be bigger. They're going to be used to playing at a higher tempo. Um, you know, we may well struggle with the tempo of the game um, and managing some of the big guys. But, you know, we, we're working and trying to prepare ourselves as well as we can for, for that battle. What advantages does Hong Kong have coming up against a reasonably inexperienced Cook Islands? Yeah, well, we've talked for the last two or three weeks about the collective versus the individual. You know, we just come out of a, of a competition. We, we are reasonably well battle-hardened. Um, we've, we've got a good collectivity as a team, you know, and we are very aware that you guys have probably only had two weeks to, to prepare. So it's very much about the collective versus the individual and, and, and seeing who comes out on top there. You know, we're fairly well-travelled. It's a hell of a journey um, to get down there, but the good thing is that we know that you have to make the same journey a week later. Lee Jones in Hong Kong host the Cooks in the second leg on the 7th of July. Fiji will not be sending a team to the Oceania Weightlifting Championships in New Caledonia because of a clerical error. The sports governing body, Weightlifting Fiji, failed to submit whereabouts information to drug testers. Under new rules, drug testers must know where athletes are on any given day, with forms submitted two months before a major competition. With Levuka lifters boycotting the championships, Fiji had only planned to send four athletes to Numia, but Weightlifting Fiji president Atmar Maharaj says no Fijian athletes will be attending. Every three months we are required to send a uh, whereabouts form of every athlete. Uh, The rules have tightened up 
quite considerably with a new policy by IWF which came out in April. That actually was received on the 5th of April, which was the first day of the competition of the Commonwealth Games, and the rules was not circulated internally for us to basically get down to the fine print and making sure that we did all the work in a timely manner. So our attention got diverted somewhere else, and uh, you know, the whereabouts information was not completed on time. Do you agree with the new rules? Look, I mean, the, those new rules are really for IWF to develop. IWF is strengthening its uh, anti-doping policy, and we agree with, uh, with uh, strengthening anti-doping policy. I take it the uh, problems with Levuka perhaps also interfered with you complying with the new rules? The attention was just diverted elsewhere. Uh, this is not an excuse, it's not good enough, but the point is that's the reality. Things happen for a reason, and uh, you know, I think we'll come out of this stronger. Talking about coming out of this, I know that there's been problems with Levuka, and what we've heard from them is that they don't feel they've had adequate correspondence with you and, and weightlifting Fiji. Has there been any recently? Yeah, there's, there's basically, there's backward and forth. There's, there's a lot of emails that's coming through, a lot of insinuations, a lot of attack, a lot of things. We are just basically maintaining a very professional outlook. We are not coming in the media in a lot of these things. And, uh, you yeah, know, the, the bottom line is that uh, you know, there is a lot of issues. We really prefer not to wash our dirty linen in public. There's a lot that can be said, but we prefer not to because ultimately we want everybody in the tent. Uh, Olive Branch was offered to the Levuka lifters, and a very, very, very high-level independent delegation of people went to Levuka and had a good discussion with them in the presence of the um, chief there as well. And there was an agreement by them to come to Suva to meet up with the weightlifting Fiji executives. We met in Suva last week, uh, week before last on the Sunday, but they decided to stay back in Levuka and not attend. So really, yeah, I mean, it's it's really for Levuka Club and its officials and senior athletes to demonstrate good faith and goodwill for the benefit of their own members. A roadmap has already been communicated to them uh, for them to be able to return to the weightlifting Fiji's fold. They seem to be expressing some difficulty with the new coach that you've hired to, to coach the national team. They seem to want to keep the team under a Fijian coach. Is that such an unreasonable request? Look, this process, Ben, has been going on. You know, if we go back into the annual reports and the minutes of the executive meeting way back in 2014, we kept that at the back of our minds, but we did not progress that until end of 2016 because there was a lot of things that we were aware of which was not up to a particular minimum level of standard. And so the communication started in December of 2016 at the executive meeting and was in the 2017, on the 2nd of April, the AGM had full papers on it. So there's been a long process. The people who are supposed to be in the know and all of that are in the know. They have been part of it. So, you know, I mean, this is all, this is all a fake, right, Ben? Really, this is a big fake. There are under other underlying issues, and the reality of it is that if we are going to take the sport to a, to a world level, we, we are you know, far from it. We need to set up strong structures 
and have highly competent coaching right, to be able to take our people to the next level. Atmar Maharaj says problems with the Lavuka Weightlifting Club will not compromise Fiji's hosting rights for next year's World Junior Championships. The Pacific Games Council says it's confident Samoa is on track to organising a successful 16th edition of the Games next year. It was awarded hosting rights just last year after Tonga pulled out citing costs. Council Chief Executive Andrew Minogue says Samoa has come a long way at short notice. They were only awarded the Games a little over six months ago, so I guess a year and a half in total to prepare for hosting the 2019 Pacific Games. And uh, with a year to go, they're in fairly good shape. They've got uh, an organising committee in place that presented themselves to all of our delegates and uh, also took us around to see the sporting facilities, most of which have been in place since the Games in 2007. Uh, A lot of them are going to get some renovation work done to them, but uh, right now they're in very good shape. So we're very confident and uh, very pleased with the progress that's being shown there for a a really good Games next year. Some of the renovations you mentioned... uh being funded by China or some assistance is, is coming from China and that would seem a, a very useful contribution in terms of aid. Yes, and it's a model that's um, been used in Samoa before and of course in other parts of the Pacific Vanuatu last year with the Pacific Mini Games, the Chinese government there rebuilt the Corman Stadium. It, it is a very useful and well-acknowledged and appreciated contribution from the People's Republic of China. So where the Samoans have a very good relationship with them at the government-to-government level, and uh, it's a very important part of the relationship, the ability to be able to host events like this and put their own name forward in the Pacific region as, as a capable country. Now, Samoa has announced that it's going to be putting the athletes up in hotels during the Games. Is that ideal? It has been done before. The Norfolk Island uh, 2001 Pacific Mini Games were in a sort of hotel, motel, lodging accommodation plan like uh, we're going to see next year. So it has happened before. The, whether it's the ideal situation, I guess time will tell. It's certainly a very exciting proposition. I think the athletes, traditionally, we would have expected them to stay in the schools and colleges in, uh, in Samoa like they did in uh, 2007. But they're sort of double bunk beds, maybe 10, 12 bunk beds to a, a dormitory-style classroom. So people are, are sort of packed into to rooms with lots of, of their fellow team members, whereas in a hotel, of course, you've got probably three to a room. It'll be a much more comfortable style of accommodation. We've, we've got to work with the organising committee and they've got a job to do with the hotels uh, in Arpia, just to make sure from a logistical point of view it works, you know, linking the transport and the security and the catering uh, to the accommodation is, is, is going to be key to getting that right. Andrew Minogue from the Pacific Games Council. The Papwini Guinea Kumuls rugby league team were too strong for the star-studded Fiji Mbati, winning the Melanesian Cup 26-14 at the Sydney Pacific Test. Kumuls coach Michael Maram, who also coaches the PNG Hunters, says racing to a 26-4 half-time lead was part of the plan. Yeah, we wanted to uh, get off a good start. We executed our plan really well in that first quarter. Uh, the second half was just more on defending our line. And, you know, even though we didn't have football, but, you know, we kept turning up for each other in defence. Yeah, it was really good to see we didn't throw any point, but, you know, we, our defence got us through in the end. 
How useful do you think was it to have so many hunters players in the Kumuls? Definitely with the short preparations, you know, six days going into camp, the boys have been through that system and they, they know each other's game. And the combinations are already there, so together with the uh, international players, they, they play at a higher level, so their experience helped us a lot, yeah. Michael Maram's victory in the Melanesian Cup was followed by Tonga winning the Polynesian Cup 38-22 over Tor Samoa. After the match, Mati Ma'a Tonga coach Christian Wolf called for regular grudge matches with New Zealand. He says a test at the end of the year against Australia is looking likely. Every time we talk, it, you know, it seems to be a step closer, but it's not at a point where it's across the line just yet. I noticed that Jason Tamalolo came out in the media calling for the a Kangaroos test to, to go ahead. Is it helpful, him and other Tongan players, adding their voice to the call? Yeah, I think it is. You know, if you have a look at what Jason and you know, Andrew Fafida, Tavita Pangai, there's, there's a, obviously a large number of them. If you, you have a look what they've done and, and the sacrifice they've made, you know, a lot of their intention is around you know, who they want to play for and who they want to represent. But the other intention they have is they genuinely want to see international football a, uh, a much better uh, product than what it currently is. Uh, you know, and the reason it can be better is that uh, realistically there's only three countries in the world that uh, are catered for in, in an international calendar. And what Jason and Andrew and those guys are doing is they're trying to make a, a fourth nation uh, that's competitive and they're making a, a sacrifice and a commitment. And, and people forget that you know, if Andrew and Tavita made themselves available New South Wales this year and played in all three tests. Uh, that's an $80,000 sacrifice that those guys have made on top of what they could earn playing for Australia at the end of the year as well. So uh, it's a massive sacrifice that not too many people would make. and uh, They've made that to help improve international footy and I think what they're saying is that they'd really like to see the International Rugby League and the NRL uh, do the same thing and give back to them as well. Is it a case of the International Rugby League wrangling the, the NRL to make it happen? I mean, do you have support from that body more than the NRL? Um, I think there's support there from both. I think it's something that, that both would like to make happen, and it's just a matter of all parties getting together and figuring out how it actually happens and how we do make it happen. So uh, I don't think anyone or any, any um, you know, body is directly opposed to it. Um, it's just a matter of, as I said, all agreeing at, you know, at what part everyone's going to play to make it happen and how they need to contribute. Mati Tonga coach Christian Wolf. That's the World in Sport for this week. You can hear this program on our website, rnzi.com. Tofa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.